friends, this is Chris Ryan calling you from the great outdoors. I'm out here enjoying the blue sky and the green trees and hoping they don't throw pollen on me and kill me. How are you, Ellen? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I am here, Chris Ryan. How art thou? You are, you are well. Know. You are. I'm determinedly well. Determinately well, yes. <laughs> In the face of all things, I am positive today. And what is this, our 138th? Yeah, actually, um, you know, that's a good question. I think it's actually, I could be wrong, folks, and you'll see when you actually pull up the episode, but I think this is 139. It's 139. Look at that, 139. I think so. I will double check while we are talking about rings and things and sealing wax. We're at 139. We're about nine or ten weeks into the pandemic, and the sky is beautiful, and the birds are singing. And yes, they are. Senior yes. And the weather yesterday out. was outrageous. Just was like 80 something yesterday. Yeah, yeah. It's a little cooler today over here in the Northeast, but uh, it's still a beautiful day. And uh, I tell you what, me what, and you, what are you going to tell me? About, uh, Alex Simmons, Chris Ryan, of course for Tell the Damn Story, and in the pre-show, you know, while we were planning, we were talking about the beauty of the positive things that we keep stumbling across, and that's what we're going to talk yes. about today, you know, yes. here we are. We're going to talk positive things. We were talking, you know, we're in the pandemic, and yet we keep seeing creativity and creativity and creativity, right? Uh, a couple of people have released new books you know, and those are fantastic. You know, I've uh, uh, going through Stephen King's If It Bleeds and some a uh, couple of novellas and some of the more fascinating things he's done recently. And uh, my guy, mm-hmm. Brian Keene, has released some stuff. And my other guy, Joe R. Lansdale, has released a uh, short story. Yeah, I was going to ask you about Joe. I was going to ask you about Joe because I, I was going through some of our uh, mini episodes and, and some of the images and things. And there was a shot, a really wonderful shot of you and Joe. And I was just curious, what's he up to? Boom, there you go. Uh He just brought it up. He just did um, a short story about Hap and Leonard, which uh, that that wound up being a a great uh, series that you can still see uh, on cable, probably. You can probably see it on Netflix by now. Um, But it was, you know, two Southern boys and uh, their beloved characters. He just said he just did another one. I think it was... I think it focuses on Hap. So, uh, and he offered something else that was for free. Uh, he's got new things coming out, and he's just being Joe Arlen's now. And that's a good thing. <laughs> there's, a, there's a documentary that came out shortly before the pandemic called All Hail the Popcorn King. And it's a documentary on Joe really? Arlen's. So I, I want to see that. I'm trying to get find out where I can see that, because that's a beautiful... That's a, that, I just... You- I just think that I'm just going to quickly mention that you, that you're documentary king uh, today because we don't have to hit it right now, but you brought up just a little while ago again in the pre-show dialogue. You brought up another documentary, so I'm, you yeah. know what? I'm ready to talk yeah. about it right now. Damn it! You're doc doc <laughs> today, right? <laughs> tell the damn documentary. That's a new, new there you go. There you go. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually listening to the horror show with Brian Keene. And at the end of that, they kind of throw out recommendations. And one of the casts threw out, said, listen, on Netflix, go check out 
Raiders. It's a documentary. And uh, some people may have seen it already, but I just discovered it, you know, yesterday. So it is what it is. So long story short, this is a documentary. We forgive you. About a group of uh, kids who saw Indiana Jones, the Raiders of the Lost Ark, when they were about 10 or 11. And decided. But you mean when the movie first came out? When the movie first came out. This is 30 okay. years ago, right? They yeah, decided right. that the thing they had to do in their life was to film a shot by shot recreation of Raiders of the Lost Ark <laughs> done by 11 year olds. And, you know, one of their mothers, everyone was like broken homes and stuff, but one of their mothers had a connection with. Uh, the local Channel 13, and that's how they got this new high-end technology at the time called the VHS, you know, a camera <laughs> recorder. So we're talking so pre-cell phones and all that kind of stuff, right? Pre-everything. And these guys, yeah. these kids, 11-year-olds, it took them seven years, so it was 11 through 18, right? And they recreated this film shot for shot. So some the, every Over seven some years time. Yes, and they didn't film it in order. So sometimes they're older, sometimes they're younger. The um, sound is off, the color is off, the lighting is off, but it's fantastic. <laughs> and these kids from Mississippi were crazy. They kept filming in their basement of one of their houses while mom was upstairs and. Uh, <laughs> they would set the basement on fire for a scene oh, when there was fire in the movie. And, oh, my goodness. And one guy is using his little brother for a lot of the stunts. He shot Roman, he attached Roman candles to his forearms and shot them at his little brother. <laughs> they oh, did, my they goodness. Did, yeah. So the documentary is that they finished the film and they had a showing. How to wipe you know, out like your family. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like in their 18th year, right? They, they had somewhere around there. And they had the whole film except for the airplane fight scene. And, you know... Oh, the one with little... the, where, where, where Dr. Jones dukes it out with a big uh, muscular yeah. soldier? Yeah, And yeah, the airplane... Yeah, uh, yeah the going? Yeah, okay. recreation at Universal Parks, probably now Disney Parks. Um, but... Uh, the documentary shows all the, the, the falling outs and all the drama and all that sort of stuff. And the thing that ties it together is that they're getting back together in their 30s to scrape up enough money to, uh, to film that scene with all the special effects and all the tricks needed and all that oh sort of stuff. Goodness. Because... Uh, Harry Knowles and Ain't it, Ain't it Cool News and all that stuff, they had found out about this. As a matter of fact, it was shown as kind of a filler in this thing called Numb Your Butt Ma Movie Marathon. And they were Numb your butt, okay. Numb your butt. You sit for hours. So they sat like, it was like all from the early Friday evening all through Saturday or whatever, right? So mm -hmm. they were actually having breakfast. And um, there was little time to fill before the two towers, which was the big attraction. If you sat through this 
whole um, marathon, you'd get to see the two towers like two weeks before it was released, right? So, so, uh, yeah, just trying to maneuver somebody. Um, you're not you're not at your usual recording station today, by the way, folks. Just to let no, you know, Chris is out walking. Yeah. Hey, Chris? Yes, I'm here. Oh, I'm are. just trying to maneuver across the street because we had a jogger. I didn't want to, uh, you know, be six feet violation there. So um, <laughs> they put on one of them had a VHS of this, and they put on this film, and the whole crowd realized what it was. And they started to cheer the kids on. And they were moving and howling. You know, when he takes the gold totem in the beginning, and then... Yep. Exchanges it for the bag of sand. Has to escape everything, including the big rolling rock. Well, that was so well done, the place lost its mind. So they get 45 minutes into it. It's time for the two towers. And whoever's in control stops the film. And causes a near riot because people want to see the rest of that film. <laughs> oh my goodness! That <laughs> so is Howard fantastic. Knowles and whoever else was the one of the guys who was ultimately behind the documentary, they track these guys down because they want to show a special showing of it with these three people. There was the the guy who played uh, Indiana and the guy who directed <laughs> and the special effects guys, uh, the three they wanted. So they had a Hollywood showing of it before that ending, before they were able to film that ending. And these guys had all abandoned, you know, they had, they got what they got. They put it on the shelf and they had their own lives mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. had been talking to each With other. Their separate ways and all that, yeah. And suddenly they, they get called to this thing and they get flown out. They're like, what the hell, you know? And uh, there's, there's a line around the block for this kids movie. It's such a great documentary. And then, and so I'm, I'm saying that people should watch that. And if you're really into having fun, after the documentary, so you can understand and enjoy all of the insanity and all the effort and the, all the art, artistry that went through, right? Then you can go mm-hmm. to YouTube and look up Raiders of the Lost Ark, the adaptation. And you'll find a couple of entries for that. But the one that's about a, an hour and 30, an hour and 40, that's the full movie without the airplane fight, right? And right. it is glorious. One of them must have picked up the uh, soundtrack to Raiders. because they From the actual the film? They used John Williams' music, you know? Oh. Oh, <laughs> and everybody thought it was so cute. Nobody sued him, you know? But it's in existence. Oh, you know, you'd have to be screwed to do that. Yeah. And I brought it up to you because what it, keep, what it keeps bringing to mind for me was that all the high school kids now who are doing this uh, TikTok, these hilarious, inventive, creative, musical, mm-hmm. astounding little TikTok shorts, you know, whether it's comedy or music or whether it's a dance or, you know, I just, holy, you know, it's now widespread. Everyone's still doing their creativity. So, I you know, that's, 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 
No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just wanted I mean, to enthusiastic. I just yeah. wanted to celebrate that and say, you know what? We still have it. We still have the creativity, and it's still beautiful, and it's it's worth celebrating. Damn it! Absolutely. Let's let's do two things though. Let's go back very quickly. What's the name of the film? The actual film the kids did, and then what's the name of the documentary? The block that okay. in. Okay. Oh, the film, the film which can be found on YouTube, is mm-hmm. literally called. Raiders of the Lost Ark, the adaptation. Got it. You have to, you and have it's to type the in the one that's that. an hour, right? And it's the one that's the the version that they want to watch is the one that's an hour and forty minutes, roughly. It's an hour and a half, hour and forty minutes, something like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that's, and then that's the documentary. It's on uh, Netflix, and it's called Raiders. The story of how a, <laughs> a group of eleven-year-olds reshot Raiders of the Lost Ark. So, yeah. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Those those are fantastic. Folks, definitely. By the way, Chris, it is today is episode 139. I looked it up. 139. Yep. Look at it. Look One, at it. 139. Yep. 139 episodes, and we haven't shut up yet. So, nope. um, <laughs> the other thing I want to say is why when Chris told me this uh, you know, in the pre-show, I, I got all excited because this is definitely, this episode is definitely about celebrating creativity and especially celebrating creativity when you're young. Why do why do old geezers care about that or people in between? Because that's the thing we should never lose. Never lose that part of us that believed all kinds of things were possible. And and let's 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 what is this happening? Let's take up that and you know maybe I can one day I want to be. Those are all fantastic aspects of being a human being and, and you get it when you're young in particular that led to a lot of the creative things that we enjoy today. Uh, also, another reason I wanted to bring this up was because uh, it, it harkened back to some memories I have. Uh, first off, my own childhood, and, I, and Chris, I, I suspect you did something like this in your, in your day, too. But I had two very, very dear friends, uh, in particular when I was around 13, 14, by the name of uh, Michael was one, and Angel or Angelo, um, was the other one, and we're like the three musketeers, and we were coming up in um, the west side of Manhattan, uh, just on the, uh, the southern tip of Harlem, and once again, you know, kind of thing where we were watching certain things, we saw certain TV shows, we saw certain movies, this is when Green Hornet was on, and this in uh, the Batman TV series with Adam West, Burt Ward was on, and so you get inspired, you want to, you know, you read comics, you want to draw comics, so you want to pretend this. You watch the movies, the TV shows, you want to pretend. So we, we actually did uh, two things. We did, we went into Central Park in costume. <laughs> Michael, and, Michael and Angelo made, handmade their costumes. And there's a photograph which I'll make available uh, from, you know, tights, things like that. They made a Batman costume for Michael, a Robin costume for Angelo. And we went into the park, and I was, initially, I was target. We got a, a, a Super 8 millimeter camera, and we went in, and we shot just some stuff, and then running around and doing stunts and stuff. But then we got ambitious, and we pulled in a few more friends, and I wound up getting to play the villain in two of our movies. Um, and we, you know, made costumes for me, and we went and we shot our own Batman and Robin versus the bad guys kind of film. With fight scenes, and, 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 and,
all of this stuff. And yes, it was, it was phenomenal. We, we were, you know, I guess what George Lucas and some of these other people were, you know, in their youth, we were making movies. Now, did we become filmmakers? No, but we were exploring our creativity and our energy. And our space. We had to enjoy these movies uh, just later. Um, and then the other thing that happened from this Michael's mother, uh, first in, where are you? That the, it sounds like you're at an, uh, at an airfield or something. I'm just on the street. I'm pretty close to home now. So. Uh, are those going by? Is that what I'm hearing? Well, it's we're wild. It's about, wild like, it's, like you're going to hear a car pass in about 15, 20 seconds. So we got, we used to have noble cars on here during the height of the pandemic, but People coming out a little bit. Here you go. This is what you're going to hear, right? Well, you know, it's a now. beautiful day in the neighborhood. So, so I was going to say, the quick thing is, um, Michael's mother worked at a school in Harlem. I, I think it was a junior high or an elementary school. But either way, she worked there, and they were going to do this this fashion show. So there's um, all these kids in the audience, and they knew that, okay, they'll sit through with their parents the fashion show, which is a fundraiser. But they're going to go crazy. They're going to get bored, whatever. So they asked Michael and Angelo and myself to do a little um, halftime entertainment. And so we decided to do a, a skit as Batman and Robin and, and the bad guy Midnight, which is what I was playing. <laughs> so we, we're in the middle of it, you know, we're, we're half, halftime in the, in the middle of the fashion show. The, we pretend that the, the funds that have been raised for this thing were in a metal box up on stage at a table and there were people sitting there, you know, guarding it. And, of course, the villains show up from behind the curtains. We step out on the stage to rob them. The very back of the auditorium, right, which is, I can't even remember, but it's the back of the auditorium, you hear, oh, no, you don't, Midnight. And Batman and Robin come running down the aisle, one on either side of the audience. <laughs> and the stage is the only thing lit, right? They come running down, and both Michael and, and, and Angelo were very athletic. So they come running down, and they leap literally in the air up onto the stage. They didn't go up the steps. They leaped up onto the stage. The capes billowed. If we'd had fans going and then in slow motion, it wouldn't have looked any more dynamic. The kids lost their mind. It was screaming and yelling and cheering. We had a fake fight scene. I got kicked in the face, but you know, I got hit in the face. I kicked in the stomach. <laughs> I went over a table, but it's okay. It was all, the kids freaked out. Of course, good guys win. Bad guys get of carted off, and and the fundraising money is saved. And the kids spent the intermission cheering and talking around and wanting Batman and Robin to stay around. But of course, they've done their job and they have to take off. And at the end of the show, you know, Michael and Angelo and I are all out of costumes. We're coming out of the dressing room area. Hi, you're doing a good job. And the, and the show, the, the audience, all the kids who are still there, and there were lots of them, were reenacting the thing with coats <laughs> around the neck and stuff like that. It was outrageous. So That's fantastic. our imagination and kids and, you know, just, just wanting to have adventure and wanting to... To, to, to affect the world. It's just, you know, it's, it's in us. And, you know, watching it when we get older because, oh, now life is real, eh, it doesn't really serve a lot of us. It really doesn't. So I think, you know, let's, let's hear it for creativity and kids in particular. Yeah. Let's support that even more, not only for children, but also as we grow up. 
So that's where a lot of our power really is. Yeah, wow. I, I agree with you, and I will tell you a slightly darker tale in a minute. But first, I have to wish happy birthday, Aaron. Aaron's one years old. He's one of my neighbors. He's got a big oh, cupcake on his lawn. And, and his name is Aaron? Aaron. Two, two A's, by Aaron. the way. Mm-hmm. I don't know if his last name is Day. I'm not sure. Probably not. I bet he spelled yeah. his first name differently, too. Yeah. He's got the two A's. Yeah. Tell us a story. All right. So uh, I grew up in the other side of the Bronx where, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> where creativity was frowned upon. <laughs> you know, it's a one That's time. politically correct. Grade, one time in eighth grade, I drew all my friends in a rock group. And I showed them, and I was roundly put down. So I didn't show them any of my drawings anymore. And another time, uh, well, they were, they were definitely they looked a lot like uh, 1970s era Marvel superheroes. I think one guy was a complete hey. ripoff of the Scarecrow character. But I just, you know, hey. I'm not going to say a word. <laughs> and then in <laughs> freshman year, uh, a friend of ours died, and I wrote a poem or a set of lyrics about him. But I had been listening to Pink Floyd in the background. And it was okay. the same cadence as the song, and that was what I got abused for. So I kept it all to myself, except for one friend. And me and him secretly wrote a rock opera. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was oh, very, geez. very okay. complex. It had characters. It had all this sort of stuff. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Another friend of mine and I, we started creating... Um, Characters for our own comic book company, but that never went anywhere. And that was the guy who died. So I still have his one, yeah, this one character called Pressure Man. And I will use, I use him in, um, remember the project I had called Unwanted? Yes, yes, absolutely. Never forgot it. Yeah, that's, uh, Pressure Man is in there. He's the one that explodes in the opening scene and then comes right. together. Yeah, that's a we'll trick. Yeah, yeah. Who passed on. So, you know, you take it. You, you, you find out how to be, if that's your drive, you find out how to be creative and who to be creative with and just keep going and celebrate it. It's fun stuff. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I love since you, that, since you mentioned, I love, I'm sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just, I just love that there are so many ways for kids to be creative now. You know, it's pen, it's pen and ink for me or a typewriter, you know, mostly pen and mm-hmm. pad. And now they can do videos and Movies, you know, right on that phone. Just celebrate that stuff, man. Absolutely. I want to. I want to also just again tying it also to adulthood. Um, A friend of mine who 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 passed on uh, recently, unfortunately, uh, he grew up uh, fighting um, a disease that was he was born with that was at times quite debilitating and quite painful, and you know he. You might expect someone to just sort of curl up into a ball and just say, you know, to heck with this, or use stronger language. And he was exactly the opposite. When when the disease hit him, and it would flare up, and he would be in pain and suffering, okay, so he had to deal with that. He would maintain a sense of humor through it. And he became a writer and a poet, and he worked a lot of his poetry with music, so he's into jazz and all that and he just, every time the disease hit, boom, okay, he'd go down, but he'd get back up. And he'd write about it, and he'd perform, and he did all these things. So he never let his 
thing, this monster in his life, prevent him from being creative. And, and sometimes even battling the beast inspired some of his creativity and kept him distracted while he was going through it and then fueled some of his writing afterwards. And so I think, again, you know, we, we really need to give the creative mind its props because sometimes that's the thing that gets us through extreme hardship. Sometimes it's the thing that saves us at the, at the, the other side of that. I mean, I'm thinking of J.K. Rowling, uh, and she's only one of one example, of many examples, rather. But, you know, it's one of those big success numbers where, you know, she was, I, I think, and, and please, folks, if you know the number differently than I do, correct us or correct me. But I think um, something like 10 to 13 years of her trying to get Harry Potter done, getting the books, the first book done and bought, um, it was a number of years anyway, and I know that she sent it to a score of publishers, and it was turned down. And during that time, she was raising her family on public assistance. You know, and it was some hard times, there, some really hard times. Well, you know, but she persevered. The creativity, some of the stuff that she went through was symbolically uh, reflected through those stories. And if you think about the Harry Potter stories, one of the things that makes Harry extraordinary is that he, Stuff keeps coming at him. Hard times keep coming. Ugly, fearful, painful things keep coming at him, and he also keeps going. He keeps pushing through, and, and it's you know, with the help of friends. But if you, you talk about somebody who's got the weight of the world on his shoulders, and yet he's got to persevere. So I, I suspect very strongly. I mean, I've seen it in life, and I know, Chris, you have too. Sometimes, you know, people, the strength that people call on, that inner strength that gets them through a thing, is amazing and it reflects or is reflected in their art, whether it's dance or music, writing, acting, whatever. And I suspect a lot of what Rollins went through is reflected in those Harry Potter stories. And, and obviously we all know she eventually found success, you know, on a, on a grand scale. But, you know, let's just, let's just give creativity its props. That's true. Uh, I, I will say proudly that creativity saved my life. Many a time, and I would I would encourage everybody to go out there, especially the young ones. Go, you know, even if it's in your room, go ahead. And it's the best thing. It really is. So yeah, that's the way we're telling really the damn powerful. story this week, Alex. Yep, that's it, and it's a short version, folks. Yeah, because Chris that's is still okay. going to enjoy the day, and and I've got some things I need to do. But we wanted to take a moment just to say that you know, keep keep positive, people. I know it's hard. I know it's a challenge, but it's worth it. It's worth it for you, and it's worth it for all of us who are definitely still in this together. So, again, Sing until next song. time, Chris. Right. Sing your yep. song, draw your art, film your movie, dance your dance, tell the damn story. Yep. Okay, take care, Chris. Peace.